Welcome to Lost in Translations. Today I'm talking with Steph from Time to Read and we are discussing The Disaster Tourist by Yun Ko Un and this is translated from the Korean by Lizzie Baller. Do you remember the last time we had a conversation about a book uh, or a podcast? It was over a year ago. <laughs> it was over two years ago. No. <laughs> yeah, it was May 2019. No. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Do you even remember? <laughs> I mean, I remember the book that we talked about. I feel like I was really anxious, so I don't remember, like, you know, I'm <laughs> talking too much. That's okay. It was a, well, that book kind of sticks in your head. That was out. Yeah. I got that book for a friend and he was like, like, yeah. <laughs> wow. What were you trying to say with that? What? What were you trying to say with that? By giving him that book. Yeah. He's into, you know, the mystery, <laughs> weird stuff. I also got him The Wasp Factory by Ian Banks. I don't know if you've yeah. I've been meaning to read that for so long, but I've not read it. It's also very um, upsetting. There's a lot of, like, wholesome animal torture kind of stuff, like dogs. Yeah, I know. It's pretty gruesome, I heard. Yeah. But I, I loved it. <laughs> there is something wrong with me. <laughs> so what have you been doing since then you're like doing every project under the sun for the <gasps> yeah yeah what is it there's the indie press indie press there's... project invisible cities book two prize do you have time to read anything else <laughs> I mean, I read The Transmigration of Bodies just for funsies. I'm, I also was, like, trying to do the book Naturalist, and there's the Reading the Teens, and there's, like, this Asian, like, you know, reading group. And Yeah. Like, Why am I like this, you know? There's it's so hard. many. I don't know how you keep up with them all. Well, I don't. I crash and burn. <laughs> Michael, haven't you been watching? I don't get anything yes. done. I just I've been a bit play. slack with you, booktube. Yeah. So I don't watch all your videos, but I try to watch them all. I feel like even if you don't watch, <laughs> I feel like you can like sense the vibe is that I'm not <laughs> together and I'm not accomplishing things. Uh, Jake's disappointed in you. Yeah. Why would I be disappointed in her? <laughs> She's not reading all her books. She's reading a lot of stuff. <laughs> Too many. I'm just not finishing anything. Oh, that's a great yeah. idea. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds good. So I think this pandemic, we should have done more reading than we have. Why well, are we been, reading less? I've been working <laughs> constantly because I'm a nurse. Yeah, that's true. You're required working. 
Yeah, nothing about my life has changed since the pandemic started other than I don't go out and I realize that I actually do need to see people in order to be a happy person. Like I thought that I would be cool just being at home by myself all the time, but it's actually like a lot sadder than I thought it would be. So So social media doesn't cover it. No. I had mm. maybe like in August or September, someone, maybe in December, someone like dropped something off and I like legitimately started crying because I was just like, I miss you. I miss my mom. I haven't seen my mom in so long. Yeah. You guys are on lockdown again now, right? Because of the Delta variant? Yeah. um, Well, we're not on lockdown, but we do have to wear masks again. Okay, that's what it is. You guys have to wear masks. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we have a pretty easy out here. Yeah. I think the whole time we've had to wear masks for about three weeks. How? Not many people want to come up here. Yeah, I don't mind wearing a mask. You know. I'll wear a mask. Like, I would rather wear masks and, like, do more things, you know? I yeah. I would rather go to the movies and go see shows and stuff, but, like, have to wear a mask. I don't care. It's not. No, it's just your new life now. Yeah, I know. And everyone's like, you know, we're vaccinated, so we don't. Because you guys have a really low vaccination rate. Like, you guys yes. have vaccines there. But it's because you guys. We do. Um. Yeah, well, the government ordered all the AstraZeneca, but they decided only for the 50, over 50s could take it. And then it was for over 60s could take it. So there wasn't enough Pfizer for everyone else. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have been like dealing with the, you know, pandemic well enough that I don't think it's like, you know, there's different levels. Our situation (laughs) is that we need vaccines or it's going to be terrible. And so, I don't know, everyone's just, like, you know, not wearing masks now. I went to Costco, and there's a bunch of people not wearing masks, and it stresses me out. I wish everyone would still wear a mask. Mm. Yeah, I'm vaccinated, but I still wear a mask because I don't like wearing a mask. I mean, I didn't get time to get used to wearing a mask, so having to do it again is strange. I'm so I'm so down with it. It's just part of my face now. You know? <laughs> I feel naked right now because I'm not wearing one. <laughs> Do you need to put a mask on now? Maybe just to feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the disaster tourist. Yes, I read this ages ago. I think you did too. Thanks. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was such a great book. I feel like it's like three different books in one. Yeah. Like you start off with her working in tourism and then she goes on holidays and then it gets weird, a whole different experience. Yes. Uh, it's so good because it's one of those books that like the plot is really fun without even like, you know, the underlying, but there's, you know, a, like an important message that the book is giving us but it's you know just so much fun while you're reading it i loved it yeah 
that's nice having, you know, it's like the, what is it called? A, a drop of sugar will make the medicine go down. You know, <laughs> it's like reading something yeah. that, you know, I think really important and that we maybe don't think about that much about, you know, traveling to areas. I mean, obviously this is like way overblown. People don't do <laughs> tourism, but I do feel like a lot of the times when people go on vacations or if they go to a place that is maybe, you know, like not a first world country, there's a lot of, um, what is like, warriorism might not be the right word, but there's a lot of like, oh, look how these people live, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I thought that was really just so smart and so good. Oh! You say there's not much disaster tourists, but I think there'd be a lot of people wanting to go to Chernobyl or somewhere like that just to That's see. A good point. I did want to go to Poland to go see a concentration camp. That is... I didn't do it because it was too far out of the way, but like that's something that I feel like yeah important to see. So that's fair. I didn't really. Think I mean, when I was in New York, they put on our tour the <laughs> World Trade Center. We had to see that apparently. Yeah. Good point. Why do we do that? We just like the dark and disturbing because i feel like there's two you know there's two (laughs) aspects of it where you know you're learning about a horrible thing that happened which is important but then i do feel like there's a little because you're like removed from it it is just creepy you know yeah it is (laughs) i thought it was super fun there's the um I hope this is not, I don't think this is spoiler material, but the whole, you know, cause the plot of the book is that she, you know, she's not happy with her job and then they send her off to go. She gets to pick whichever one she wants to go to. So she goes and then, you know, she does her little tourist trip and then she's on the way back and she gets on the wrong train or like she uses the restroom on the wrong, like, I don't know if caboose yeah. or the wrong. The trade divided into two. Yeah, and she was on the wrong part of it when well, it yeah, it went the opposite track. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, Michael, that was the most stressful thing I have ever read in my entire life because that is a deep, deep fear that I have. Especially because she leaves her purse, she leaves all of her stuff in her seat because she was just going to the restroom, so she has nothing. She's completely stranded. That yeah. stressed me out so much. In 2015, <laughs> when I went to Europe. Um, we were on a train that was going from Serbia to Budapest and in the middle of the train, so it's an eight hour train trip. And in the middle of the trip, there's like some kind of power, there's like storms or something. So the power goes down and we're stranded just in Hungary somewhere. We've definitely crossed the border, but we are not at our destination yet. And there's like maybe 10 of us and, you know, the, the language barriers because the train people are Serbian. And so there's like some people on the train that speak Serbian and um, Hungarian. And then someone else that speaks Hungarian and English. So there's like all of this, it was so stressful. And I was so afraid because you have to use the restroom. And so we were all kind of like in one car because we didn't want to separate from each other. And, but I needed to, I forget what happened, but I was like, I cannot go into that other train because I'm worried that like something's going to happen and it's going to start up again. And I'm going to be abandoned in the middle of nowhere. That is a horrible, horrible fear that I have. And reading that just, woo, 
like going so fast. Yeah. I like a book like this, which is kind of works as a thriller, but there's so much underneath to explore. Yeah. Like the first part where she's a, she works as a tourist, as a tourist agent and was selling these tours, it felt like more like a Me Too type book where she yeah. was exploring um, the office dynamics and how the women were getting treated. Yes. And that kind of reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you read the other South Korean book, Kim Jong for 1982, which... No. It had a similar sort of vibe to that where it was like exploring just how women were treated in the workplace. And I really liked that part. And then it changed completely when she went away to just being on one of these tours. And it was a completely different style of book. Yeah. Just looking at being a foreigner in a different country and the way the tourist industry kind of manipulates the people almost. Yes. Oh, that's such a good point. I forgot about that whole dynamic between her and her boss. This book is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder, has this author had anything else translated? That says it's her first book to be translated into English. Yeah, I believe so. I'm hoping there'll be more soon. I really hope so. Because oh, Her name's Yonko Ong. Which is a pen name. Interesting. Uh, when I looked it up, it says it's a pen name, but her real name is. So I don't know why they're outing her, or she probably doesn't mind. Yeah, I mean her her picture is in the book, like in the back. Of yeah. Did you did you read it? Do you read on ebook primarily? Or no, I I try to do ebooks because uh, it's easier and cheaper. And during the pandemic, try to get books, but I did borrow it from the library. Okay, oh, that's nice that your library had it. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I try to use my library as much as possible, but I think it's on script as well. So if people have a script. Subscription, they can read the ebook or the audio book on there. I think. Yeah, I so can't be sure. <laughs> it's it's like I mean I don't know. It's just so much fun. It's you know one of those. It's not like super taxing to read. It's really fun, really easy and breezy. And yeah, it t- touches on so many different, so many different things. Yes. People should read it in August for the South Korean book. I'm hoping people do. (laughs) But there's so many South Korean books that are great to read. That's true. My, I mean, honestly, and I, when I talked about this book, when I did my wrap up, I was talking about the the afterword in this book, which to me is like the most beautiful thing that I have ever read. I can't remember what the afterwards oh said. <laughs> it's just like her talking about how, like, she, you know, how basically it's her, like, being so appreciative of Lizzie Bueller for finding her book and reading it and wanting to translate it and, like, the yeah. of translators. Um, and it's just is so beautiful. 
I, I might start <laughs> crying because <laughs> I just remember where I'm from. <laughs> uh, it's so beautiful. It makes me realize, you know, I feel like I, I don't know if take for granted translations is the right word, but I just like assume that I can get any book that I want. And that's just so not true. <laughs> that is not true. Not true at all. But, you know, because I've got all of these translated books, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's easy. But, <laughs> but it's just a drop in the hat. You, know? well, you live in a city where it's accessible as well. That's true. <laughs> Try moving here where you've got to ship it from the UK or the US. And during the pandemic, the price of shipping is the same price of a book. <laughs> That's a bummer. Even for yeah. Blackwells? Yes. Really? Yeah, books have gone up in price. It could be about 40 or $50 to get a book oh shipped. So that's why we rely on the library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all are too far away, you know? That's true. <laughs> but that that's, can be good. <laughs> that means we're safer from a virus. That's true. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about the book? I, don't I feel like we need to talk about part three. Because that's, cool. that's where it got weird. Oh, like... So that, that's where they... Way. I don't know. Is it a spoiler? I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. Well, I won't talk too much about it then, okay. but I like the way the book, like, looks at tourism and how it try like, how advertising and how everything manipulates people into travelling there and tries to get tourists in. Like, in this location without the tourism the whole town would probably fall apart and die out and they're doing everything to try and keep those tourists there to, to anything. keep anything. <laughs> yeah anything <laughs> to try and keep people there so they can keep that income coming into the town and i think that's really interesting the way they explore that as a concept because when we look at tourism we don't think about just what it does to the town i'm so impressed that you touched on the ending of the book without spoiling <laughs> yeah that's what i wanted to, like sometimes it's hard to talk about a book without it spoiling it yeah but i wanted to like kind of like, the overall theme of the books feels like it is trying to talk about um, tourism and what it really means to the people in these areas. But then you've got that Me Too movement, you've got, like, climate change stuff and you've got, like, the whole global system kind of, like, playing out in that one book even though when you read it, you don't think about it. It's, I feel like after it, it was when I really started to understand. I, I love a book where you finish it and then you think about it and it just opens up more 
Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd be interested for a reread as well. But you know, there's too many things to read. <laughs> Do you have time? No. I don't know if you have time to reread anything. No, I don't. Um, you could make it your Invisible Cities pick for August. I have other books though that I need to read. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I actually forgot what happened at the very, very end of this book, but now after talking to you and kind of flipping through a little bit, I remember, and it just makes me laugh even more. <laughs> Uh, uh, which is probably bad. It's, it's, yeah, I'm such a bad person. It's, you know, it's one of those like dark comedy things. So, yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah. It's, and it's just, I don't it's so think open. you should feel bad for laughing at a comedy. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> it's so funny, but also terribly depressing and too real, you know. Maybe not terribly depressing. That's maybe an exaggeration. But. Yeah. That's what we look for in a book. Well, that's what I look for in a book. <laughs> terribly depressing? Yes. I don't want a happy <laughs> ending. No, no one wants a happy ending. Happy endings are boring. Hmm. That's a no, lot. I always, <laughs> I always say that I like. Like, my life's good, so the characters I read need to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel better. <laughs> well, I don't appreciate know. my life more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's why I do it, but I definitely feel like it makes me feel more, you know, when I read books, specifically mm. books with bad, like, mean, maybe not mean, but, like, bad characters doing bad things. The sad ones, I'm not super, you know. I mean, I enjoy them as well, but they usually make yeah. me feel just horribly, just down and heavy and womp wompy. So I much prefer like narcissistic idiots who are very clueless to what's going on. I would not characterize our main character like that at all. But um, no, but there's probably some people in the book that would be characterized that way. Yes, definitely. But the question is, do you want to read that in nonfiction? No. <laughs> I don't. You can you? disassociate. Well, I read a really depressing nonfiction book, which I absolutely loved um, the other day, which was In the Dream House. Have you read that? Oh, I love In the Dream House. Oh, <laughs> that is a depressing book. So beautiful. But it was so good, yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of my favourites of the year. Good. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I read her short stories afterwards because I needed more from her. I still need more books from her. She's brilliant. <laughs> Gosh, there's so many fantastic authors that exist and people are reading things like, you know, James Patterson or whatever. <laughs> I feel so bad for these people. They're missing out. Yeah, I don't read James Patterson, but I do like a crime novel to like escape. Yeah. That's my escapism. Well, I'm I'm not saying that you know it has no merit. I'm just saying that there's <laughs> so many people that read that and they're missing out on all of this other 
good stuff, you know. You have room yes. in your heart for both, I think. Most of the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to read all of Stephen King's books, so I'm <laughs> not exactly. Don't shake your head. No. Oh, I don't <laughs> like Steve. I, I can't get into Stephen King. It's not. I've read a few. Uh, just none of these books really appeal to me. Yeah, they don't really appeal to me either, but I just... Why are you reading them all? feel compelled. You don't have many. I understand. How many? There's a lot. He writes at least <laughs> one a year, sometimes two a year. I think, I think there's more than that. I feel like there's a lot being republished as well. I don't know. All I know is that I can't tell you why. I, I just want to. <laughs> you just love starting onto projects. And I like to finish what I say I'm going to finish. Even if it takes a lifetime. Yes. Even if it takes a lifetime. I feel like there, there was one point where you were going to read every book on your bookshelf. Is that still a project? I mean, I want to read every book that I own, <laughs> or else I wouldn't have bought them. Um, I'm curious, though, if you do you have any, um, any other experience reading any counterpoint press books? The publisher of the disaster tour. I can't remember anything. I have to look up what they've published. Well, maybe I should do that too. Just uh, a small press because so. <laughs> my edition came from Serpent's Tale. Oh, interesting. That is noted actually now that which is the UK publisher. Yeah, it says first, and they do amazing books in Great Britain by Serpent's Tale. Yeah, Mine is they do versions. great stuff. I really like their stuff. Because hmm. they do a lot of Laszlo, Krasner, Hawkeye, um, The Book of Disquiet, hmm. African Psycho, which was an interesting book I did on the oh, podcast. That sounds so interesting. Uh, but I don't know much about Counterpoint. Well, I guess, yeah, if you're getting your books from the UK. Yeah, we're part of the Commonwealth, so normally we get our books from the UK, not from anywhere else. <laughs> I see. Yeah, sometimes it has to be an American publisher, but it does really seem to be UK publishers normally. I'm looking at Counterpoint, and I can't see any books that I've read. Yeah, me neither, to be honest. I think I bought this book specifically for the Indie Press Project, and it was like one – I was trying really hard to find books from these small publishers that were translated. Yeah. Um, and so it's like one of the ones that I found that was translated. That The cover spoke to me because, you know, I am a cover-by person, and the cover <laughs> really spoke to me because – Gosh, I, you know. Look at it that. is a great cover. It is such a great cover. Yeah, so I don't think that I've read anything else from this publisher either, to be honest with you. No. They're Californian, based. Yeah, just looking at the list, nothing seems to stand out. They do publish some classics, so. There's probably stuff that I have read. Oh, wow. Serpent's Tale looks good over here. This c 
copy of Langston Hughes selected poems. That's beautiful. That cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to discover new publishers. You go broke. <laughs> I'm already broke, man. <laughs> yeah, Seven Tales, one of those publishers that are worth watching because they do do a lot of well literature stuff as well. I see they did her brother, her, her brother, her body, and other parties. I can't speak anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did do both her books. So I think we covered that book. Do you want to tell me what Invisible Cities is? Because I don't know. <laughs> you want me to tell you what Invisible Cities is? Yeah, I've never heard of it. You know what Invisible Cities <laughs> is. It's a super cool, great, fun, awesome time where we try <laughs> to read books and watch movies and eat food and listen to music and do whatever. It has to do with different countries that are selected. Yes. Is that good? Is that good enough for you? <laughs> that is good. Is that succinct? There is a Discord there where people recommend what they're reading and what they're watching. It's dangerous, so actually. Let's be honest. People interacting with each other is dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous for my wallet. My phone is full of screenshots of chats for people talking about different books that I've never heard of. Yeah, there's so many there. And because people are all over the world, you discover a lot of books you've not thought or heard of. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very fun. I've been kind of like out of it for the last couple of months, but I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get back <laughs> into it. I just started reading uh, The Shadow King for Ethiopia. Okay. Bye. What is Ethiopia? I can't remember the date. What? When was Ethiopia a country? Right now. Is it? See, yeah. I can't remember. Ethiopia it's hard to keep track. <laughs> I know. Well, because we, like, you know, we announced the countries for like two months from now. So we have like the new countries that we're doing and we also are announcing countries for two months from now. And then we're also internally picking the countries for the next month after that. So there's always like a million countries in my brain. But yeah. It's Pan- yeah. Panama, 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 um, yeah. Ethiopia and Israel that we're doing right now. So, and the author for this is Maza Mengiste or Mengiste. I'm not sure if that's a hard G or a soft G, but it is not translated. And I'm actually really enjoying it. There's people we've got a little, because on the Discord, we also do like buddy read this like chats or whatever. So the other people yeah. that are reading this, um, two of them have DNF'd it, I think, or one of them has DNF'd it. And one said they finished, but didn't enjoy it that much. I'm mm. actually really liking it a lot. There's a lot of the reviews on Goodreads are a lot of people saying that it's boring. It's boring. It's boring. And usually when people think that something's boring, it works for me. So it is working for me. (laughs) And it's about... Not enough action. What? Not enough action for them. Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, But it's about during World War II when um, Mussolini and Italians tried to invade Ethiopia. So it's like a war going on. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've never knew about that history until... Right now, right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
and people could still join this project. We like next month, I think we are doing South Korea, Nigeria. So if people listening to this podcast want to talk about those countries, there's a good chance to join in. Yes. Join us, read the disaster tourist, and then come and chat <laughs> with us. Yeah. I'm starting. Uh, I'm really excited. September is Chile and Palestine. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be a good, good, good time. Well, not a good time, but it's going to be interesting and fruitful. Uh, I'm excited because I'm hoping people will read minor details by Adania Shibley. Yep, translated by Elizabeth Jacket. I think that was published by New Direction over Mm -hmm. there. And by Fitzcarraldo over there. Yeah. Well, in Australia, it was published by yeah. text. Okay. You know So that. a different publisher as well. <laughs> <laughs> British publishers. We do have our own publishers sometimes. <laughs> I did see, I was on a plane at some point in the last five years. I don't remember when. And there was a person that was reading a beautiful book and it was an Australian publisher. It was an Australian person with an Australian book but I don't remember if I wrote it down. <laughs> it was You might have, but fun. it's lost with all the other books you wrote down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Fitzcarraldo books. They're so beautiful and they just yeah. such interesting things. They'd look really good on the shelf altogether. Mm-hmm. Do you keep your books together, like the same publisher together? Did we talk about this already? No. No, I tried to... By author. You keep your unread and read books together? Yes. But my books are just all over the house in piles, pretty much, because I run out of bookshelves. You just get more bookshelves. That's how you deal with that problem. (laughs) I run out of spaces to put bookshelves. You just get rid of furniture, you know. You get rid of furniture. Okay, yeah. We'll get rid of the kitchen. Don't need uh, that. Yeah, I'm like I'm really I'm at <laughs> full capacity right now. There's no way I could fit another bookcase in this house. Mm. I suppose culling is a good idea, but a lot of them I haven't read. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing this year. I am doing a strict zero gain on my TBR by the end of the year. So if I buy books and don't read books, then I am then I'm unhauling things. I'm just taking things off my shelves. You say that, but how much yeah. in debt are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in debt because of my books. Okay, I'm in debt because of my degree. So. <laughs> no, I, I meant like you've bought 16 books and only read three books, so you've planning on getting rid of. not monetary debt, book debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, book debt. I, I, mean, I feel like you've, you've got a negative number there that you have to get rid of that you haven't done. No, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I think there's just one month that I it was just like a wash because I wasn't, you know, feeling Was great. that Bookshop Day? What? Did that was no, it Bookshop it was, Day that did it? Maybe because it was May, so I think I got No, I don't no, I don't know. It was just May, I think. I don't know. I you know, I've been in and out of psychological distress for a long time, so <laughs> I just was feeling like really overwhelmed and too far behind. And then it was like the end of June already. And I was like, well, it's too late now. So 
I can't, but mm. I have done pretty good. I'm unhauling some Bill Bryson books. Like who cares what he has to say? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a heap of books I could get rid of, but because I haven't read them, I feel bad. I know. Like, what if I decide I'm interested in reading that book again? You know, then you just read it in the future, you know? <laughs> Present you and future you are two different people. It's true. I am trying really hard to only get rid of, like, things that I for sure got cheap, though. Like, I'm not trying to get rid of any, <laughs> like, new books. Like, it's all, you know, library book sale books or from my dad's house or arcs and stuff that I'm getting rid of. So I've kind of run out, which means that I really need to start reading more books. <laughs> You've had a pretty good year reading, I think. I guess, yeah. but I, I'm, you know... It's acceptable. <clears throat> Actually, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I've yeah. only read 27 this year, and I feel it feels very low. Yeah. Well, that's we're halfway through the year. That's, you know, a book a week still. It doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> as long as you're enjoying it, it's enough. My <laughs> my reason that it's upsetting no. me is because I'm still, like, I'm buying, like, I wish my buying to reading ratio is, was better. Not necessarily because I don't think that I'm, I'm really enjoying almost all the books that I'm reading. And I, you know, I have read quite a few books, but I just keep getting books. Sorry, according to my spreadsheet, I'm getting most of my books from the library. So I'm not buying. Good for you. <laughs> I should do. Uh, I don't know if that's good. I should be reading the books on my bookshelves. That's true. Well, you know. I guess it depends what you're reading the books for, but I know that your book club book, like your your book club, if you're reading for it still, they don't typically pick books that you're interested in, so why would you buy no. those? No, they come from the library or script yeah. <laughs> if I can get help it. Yeah, I mean, I'm buying books because I'm participating in projects, so like almost every book that I'm buying is for a project. I just don't finish all of the projects that I'm participating in. <laughs> so there's a, you know a pile of unread Invisible Cities project books that I need to address. Is that because you want to read from every country? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You don't want to miss a country. No. And I feel like I haven't really been very immersed lately either. Like I'm just reading the book. I want to be, you know, watching movies and stuff too. So hopefully I'll. Well, reading movies counts. Eating food counts. I know, but I haven't been doing that. Is what I'm saying is I've just been... you should be eating more food from around the world. Sorry. And I got that really nice cookbook too, in in BB's Kitchen, I think, that has like different countries from Africa highlighted in it, and like different mm. recipes from people from there. Like you know, it definitely has Mozambique. I forget what the other countries are. So I need to do it. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the countries are either. I can never keep up. Mozambique <laughs> <laughs> was last month with yeah. Lebanon and Barbados. Yes, yes. I bought The Polished Hoe. Didn't read it. I bought two archipelago books, Broken Mirrors and something else. <laughs> didn't read them. And I'm 100 pages into The First Wife. Finish it. <laughs> so. Are you yeah, doing? I'm curious that? about the first one. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. 
I'm doing okay, <laughs> maybe. I'm just looking at places. Like, I read from Japan and Argentina and Morocco and China. Great. great. And Colombia and great. Egypt. Great. <laughs> and Mexico. I've, I haven't done Iraq or Libya or Equatorial Guinea or Vietnam, Peru. Well, I feel like you've already North Korea. Read- Aren't there only like, there's only like three books translated from Equatorial Guinea and haven't you read them all already? I have not, but I have read from Equatorial Guinea and I highly recommend reading La Basada. Yeah, super good. You didn't read By Night the Mountain Burns? No, I have not read that oh, one yet. Yeah, that one's really, really good. <laughs> I really liked that book a lot. I think the best thing about this project is just reading from countries I've not read from before. Yeah. So every now and then I can skip a country because I've read from it. That's fair, I guess. I'm greedy. But, yeah. Yeah, I know. You want to do all the books. All of them. I, I can't do it. I'm not good at planning. you got to get a bullet journal, Michael. you got to turn it I'm not good at writing in a bullet journal. <laughs> I started one. I don't fill it out that much. Yeah. I think the best I got is a spreadsheet where I write down all the books that I've read. I did have a plan to write down all the books I owned in it, but that never happened. (laughs) It's great because I have have a list of all the books that I own and they are in the spreadsheet alphabetical. And then you can say like, what country, like I say, like what country the author's from. So for this, mm. it's great because I'm like, oh, hey, I need to see if I have any books by any Chilean author. So I just type in the search finder, whatever, Chile, and then it shows up. Roberto Bellatio. see my video. I'm going to try to read 2666. Oh, that is a great book. It is a struggle, but I do enjoy that book. I prefer Savage Detectives. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It took me so long to read The Savage Detectives. <laughs> that book is so big. I'm staring at it right now. Is yeah. it possible? Now you've got a bigger book to read. We'll see. I'm ambitious. I knew someone would read Bellagio for Chile. Yeah. There had to be someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I won't be the only one to. No. Although, I don't know, I feel like everyone in our group is, like, pretty pretty open and ambitious and maybe would be interested in reading a more, or I guess a, a less well-known author, you know? Everyone seems really, you know, I don't know what the right word is. <laughs> I guess that's the fun of it, is just being able to explore those countries and unknown authors that you don't know about and ruin your bank balance. yeah oh gosh i'm looking over there i think i i read last month like six things and i bought like wow one nine (laughs) nine one no one nine nine one yeah i know (laughs) maybe in the whole year but that's ridiculous so I won't tell you that I bought one book last month. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, my gosh, I made myself bleed. And it was because there was a book I've been hanging out for, which is the new 
Barry Adarike's book. Oh. Have you read her? <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> I know the name. She she wrote the short story collection, Things We Lost in the Fire. She's yeah. from Argentina. I did, I did not read that, but I know that lots of yeah. people enjoy I love that book. Yeah, I should, <laughs> I should add that to yeah, the so, her other book finally came out in Australia. I think it came out over there earlier this year. What was so the title? I finally got a hop. Uh, the Dangers of Smoking in Bed. Also translated by Megan McDowell. She's just a translator that pretty much anything she translates I want to read. Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, too many of those. Yeah, wow. Samantha Schwedlin, <laughs> Alejandro Zambra. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. She is picking some good stuff. I wonder what it's like to be a translator, you know? Like, does she get assigned books or does she read books that she enjoys and then... I think from what I know by following translators and sometimes getting a chance to talk to them, they pick what they want to read and they try and sell them. Okay. How, so, how, so they, how so cool they pick, get a book and go, look, this is what I want to translate. Will you be interested in publishing it? That is so cool. And then I feel like I at think, this point... Yeah, yeah. When, when you get... Well, you know. Yeah, with, when you're probably as well known as Megan McDowell, it probably makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like there's also there's the the author, the translator that did, that did Han, um, Han Kang's books. I feel like she's also... I can't yes. remember what her name is. Deborah Smith? Yes, Deborah Smith. You're so good. I feel like also her, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. She I feel is. like you should do a video on auto buy translators. All those translators you would buy any book by. Wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> I feel like I don't know as much as you do, though, you know? Like, I don't. I'm, I'm sure I'm if you did a quick it. search on some of your favorite translators, you'd see some common names. So they'd be like, Deborah Smith, Mika McDowell, maybe Tina Kova. The only other person I could think of off the top of my head is Edith Grossman. Edith Grossman does a lot, but she does so much. Sophie Hughes, she oh did God. Hurricane Season and a heap of oh. South American books. This is the first one I could think of at first, but she's got a lot of good ones as well. I think you just read Sophie Hughes, didn't you? Yeah. Dead Girls? Oh, yeah. I did just read Dead Girls. <laughs> I think that's Sophie Hughes. Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember who Honestly, wrote Dead Can I just <laughs> complain really fast about the search function on Goodreads? I am searching in their search bar for Dead Girls, which is the name of at least two books. One yeah. of which I just finished and one of which I DNF'd like a year ago. And what is mm -hmm. the first thing that pops up? The Dead Girls Dance, Living Dead Girl, The Two Dead Girls, Dead End Girl, As Good as Dead, The Dead Girls Club, Lessons from a Dead Girl. Like, why is not just the title 
of the book that I searched for the very first thing. It should that I just it should be it should be by relevance, no? I'm it's so it's translated by Eddie Eddie McDermott. Yes, that sounds familiar. And I knew that because I use Storygraph to look it up instead of Goodreads. <laughs> I haven't made the transition yet. Well, you should. It's well, so mean, good. I guess that's a, not a total truth. I have an account. I just haven't like. Just been. export your Goodreads and import it. Just I so did. you can get the recommendations of more books to buy. No, but see, I, that's not the part that I want when I. It's just an internet, you know, storage space yeah. for my books. True. I really enjoy it because of the statistics and the recommendations seem more relevant. The search function feels a bit easier. I like, find Goodreads search feels really slow at the moment. Yeah, and they don't do it by relevance. <laughs> like it's the yeah. popularity of title that's kind of close to maybe what you put in. I just wondered if I put all the Amazon-owned companies first, all the books that are published by Amazon. I don't think so, because I, how many? I mean, how many books does Amazon own? Not that many, right? Mm. Let me check. Well, Amazon Red Crossing Red is a translation department. Mm. Surprisingly, they publish a lot of good translations. Oh, that's good. I'm just Not, searching for to see if yeah. the, if the first results are Amazon owned, but I don't think so. I think they just are bad at their job. And yeah, to- I think so too. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like you know. I wish I had more to <laughs> say about the disaster tourist, but I just read it so long ago, and I feel like. I- all there is to say is that everyone needs to read it, you know? Like, is there more of a podcast <laughs> than just to read the book? What are you doing with your life? That That's kind of the point. Just <laughs> let's talk about some <laughs> translations and have some fun. That's pretty much it. Okay. I'm not professional here. <laughs> this is not a professional podcast. You're more professional than you think you are. <laughs> I just do it to have fun okay. and promote. Translations. Good, good, good. I'm trying to think. What else did I read that was translated recently? <laughs> I did. I've read two books already this month, and they are both translated: "Dead Girls" and "The Transmigration of Bodies." So that's good. I'm starting off. Who with translated that one? "The Transmigration of Bodies." Yeah. I no, because I just read it a minute ago. I should know better than to mention books without having the translator's name ready to go. Yeah, I, I just I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> I just curious because I really like this other book. I think she was the translator too. Or he? Oh no. I don't Maybe not. Hold on, let me search. Um what the, what is the what's the name of the other book? Signs for the end of the world. Yep. Feeding yes, the end was, of the world. Sorry. That that was a good 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 book. Yeah, I read that fairly recently. I really enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward to reading more. 
Yeah, this one was super. It was really fun. Very noir Um The everyone's names are like the Redeemer, Baby Doll, the Unruly. Ooh. Like they all have like kind of code name things. Three times blonde. Uh, the only issue is that because it is very noir, like mystery type book, there's you know a little male gaziness happening in it, but not enough to make you not enjoy the book. Just enough to be like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah, he should write some more. Or some of his other books need to be translated. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that one over here is published by And Other Stories, a UK publisher. <laughs> That's a U- UK publisher. Yes, it is. Oh well, awkward. How did <laughs> I get my hands on it then? Is there a US publisher? Or is it just? I think I think And Other Stories have the rights to publish in the UK in the US, sorry. Awkward. So they publish you know, like um what's that other one? Charco Press have the rights to publish in the US now as well. Okay. So you should get a lot of their books. <laughs> yes. Well I you know, I if I can't get it from, you know, my bookstore then I just go to blackwells.com and put in an order. <laughs> Free shipping very exciting. And not, not Amazon, which is good. Amazon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been using Wordery for my links in my podcast, which what? is another UK. Wordery. Wordery. Yeah. Uh, because I'm trying to avoid using an Amazon-based company. Bookshop.org and is I, in the UK now, too. Well, it's not in Australia, so. Oh. There's my book budget I, for the month. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. You have a budget. <laughs> I know. Kind of. <laughs> you just say budget because he's listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jake can't control what happens. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> Technically, you can call it a budget, but just have it be a flexible budget, you know? Like, yeah. You know, if you say yeah. budget, then you're like, at least you're thinking about it. So, you yeah. know, it's probably better to say the word budget than to say, I don't have a budget. <laughs> That's, so crazy. That's such a good point, baby. Yeah. yeah. You're so smart. S- Steph says book budget, Jake says bank balance. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what are you reading right now? Everything. <laughs> Should I go through my list? That you're act- actually reading right now? Uh, Detransition Baby. Okay. I want to read that. You know that one. Um, to- I'm reading We Were Not Men, which is for book club. So <laughs> I won't go into that one. I... Tried to read Infidels by Abdallah Telly, who's a Moroccan author. I think he's the first queer Muslim author to be translated into wow. English. Cool. You, you you tried to read it though. You weren't getting on with it. Um, I feel I'm I'm am reading it. I just feel a little like I read a couple of pages, put it down, and don't go back for a couple of days. <laughs> That's how I am with all I'm, my books. 
<laughs> I'm still reading not to read. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I read an essay of that every now and then. And I'm trying to read The Book of Disquiet. Uh, I really I just, read that. Uh, it, what I like about it, it's like the essays. You can just read a couple of the short segments and then put it down and come back mm-hmm. later. So eventually I'll fill it, finish it, it, yeah. Yeah. There's so, yeah, there's so many books that I just want to read so bad. Yeah. And then I have a few other books on the go that I'm not really actively reading. That's good. I like being in the company of someone that reads multiple books at the same time like I do. I feel like when I talk to people that read only one book at a time, they like think that I'm there's something wrong with me because I read <laughs> so many books at the same time. <laughs> I feel like I prefer it because it, I can pick what I'm in the mood to read at the time. It's like I might have an audio book on the go when I'm doing the dishes or something like that, or driving in the car. But then I got other books everywhere around the house <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. read by location <laughs> yeah I'm I think I have like an attention span problem because I get like bored if I read the same book for more than an hour at a time I have to like switch to something else and then I can come back to it later <laughs> which isn't great even if I'm really enjoying the book like I just we all do things in our own ways but it's sometimes unsatisfying because if you're reading many books at the same time, then you're not finishing books. But then there's that time where it's really satisfying when you finish a heap of books at once. It's like you just read, finished four books in the span of two days or something. That's really satisfying. That's true. Thanks for having me. Sorry I yeah. talked so much about bullshit. <laughs> That's all right. That's could get edited out, but that was fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. All right. See Traveler. You. If you want to support Lost in Translations, please go to patreon.com forward slash translations pod and all money there will help support the show. And please remember to subscribe. And while subscribing, please rate the show. This will help others find the podcast. All our links to social media are in the show notes and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Let's See under Translations Pod. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Walgarukabar and Bindal people. We acknowledge their ownership of this land and all the traditional owners in Australia and acknowledge their care of the land. This is a Macaulay Flower production.